What is going on amazing people of the interwebs? Before we get into today's show, I'd just like to tell you I'm crazy about intermittent fasting, not only for weight loss but for mental benefits. That's why I've created an ebook and I want to share that with you. So you can check that out in the link in my description. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome guys to another episode of the Christian Buddies Show. I am now honored to be in the presence of Sam and welcome guys to another episode of the Christian Buddies Show. I'm going to give you a bit of introduction to Sam. You've been diagnosed with five diseases. That's the title of the show. I'm just going to rapid fire off the diseases. So we had psoriasis, psoriatic arthritis, migraines, bipolar disorder, multiple sclerosis, all these uncurable by modern medicine standards i'd love to unpack that with you i'd love to get into that with the podcast how did you heal yourself everyone wants to know hey christian good to be with you today well in a nutshell was i stopped believing all those stories in my head and i call that all that head trash you know all that garbage that keeps you stressed overwhelmed and you know i was really stressed out and overwhelmed with life so i was just had all these issues and it was just realizing, hey, I have all these thoughts, but I'm not these thoughts. So I threw those thoughts away and 16 months later of throwing them all away, all my diseases went away, all my medicine, cane, everything just went away. So can you run us through how you how you how you healed yourself? Was it a practice? Was it something specific that you did? It was actually very simple. I never had a spiritual teacher. I was always wrapped up in the corporate world. Things were like always black and white. So I was never a spiritual person. But when I was dealing with the MS, I was a couch potato and watched a lot of things. So I used to watch ghost hunting shows, but I didn't know if they were real or fake until I actually went on a ghost hunting, sh- ghost hunting event. Then I had an experience I couldn't explain. Led me to reading some books where they talked about meditation, bringing inner peace. I'm like, that's what I need. I need inner peace. So I was never focused on healing. My focus was on inner peace. So I just had this very simple practice of five minutes a day where I would just 
sit there and just notice, okay, there goes the mind again. Stop thinking, stop thinking. That's what I was initially doing. Then after two weeks of this mind going, I said, wait a second. I have these thoughts, but I'm not those thoughts. So if I'm not those thoughts, then who am I? That's the five-minute practice that I had is just being aware. There goes the mind, come back to this moment. So about three months later, I did get my answer on who I was. It was one evening after my 10-minute practice. So I upgraded from my five-minute once a day to five minutes twice a day to 10 minutes twice a day. So by the third month after a 10-minute practice, I just heard a voice or a strong thought say, perfect spirit. And that, that was it for me, because for me, it was like, oh, perfect spirit. I completely understood at that point that's who I was, that I wasn't the body, I wasn't the mind. And I was actually in a good spot there. Otherwise, I would have called my psychiatrist and say, hey, I'm hearing voices now. But when I heard that voice say, perfect spirit, then I simply knew that I just had this deep, deep sense of all is well, all sense of fear of my health was simply gone. And the mind got very quiet at that point. At that point, I just started to listen to my own instincts, my own intuition. And I was just following these internal steps to go so through this. To go that's a beautiful, sorry to cut you off there, but I mean, was there any, at any point in time that you were diagnosed with all those diseases? Um, did you ever have like a doctor tell you, hey, you got these things happening with you? And oh yeah, my, my medical records are phone books, like stacks and stacks of papers. Cause I was dying, I was dealing with multiple sclerosis for seven years at that point. I, when, I was, when I was diagnosed with MS, I actually had the worst migraine of my life. I knew something was really wrong. And about three days later, I ended up in a hospital. So I couldn't walk, I couldn't see, my whole left side of the body was numb. But after three weeks of testing in the hospital, they concluded it was multiple sclerosis. And then in my 20s, I was suicidal. And at that time, I was diagnosed bipolar. So all my doctors were at a big teaching hospital in Philadelphia. So I had this huge medical records. So last time I saw my doctors, about 10 years ago, they couldn't explain what I did. They had no answer. The last, the last time I saw my neurologist, he questioned me for 45 minutes trying to understand what I did. And he couldn't quantify it. It wasn't until I went to a conference in California at Dr. Gabor Mate. I'm sure if you've heard of Dr. Gabor or not, but he's, he talks about this quite a bit about, he just goes around talking about the, uh, how the mind just really shapes things. Yeah. Because, um, it's look, sorry to cut you off there. Look, um, your, your claim is, is all these diseases that I mentioned at the start of the show to be diagnosed with those diseases is quite a profound and uh, life-changing thing. And now your claim is that you've healed, is that you've healed, um, you've been able to heal these these diseases. So I guess from that perspective, people want to know how you've done it. People want to know how, you, how you've got through it. People want to know. Hey man, what, what's happening here? They want to. They, they want the cure. They 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 want they want the the answer. You know. Um, I'm I'm leaning towards my my senses are telling me my spidey senses are telling me that it's it's going down the direction of meditation. Is that would right, I be but, wrong? Would I be correct in saying that? Yeah, it was sort of my own meditation practice. I'm just sitting there five minutes a day in this relaxation process that I had. I didn't even know what I was doing. It was like I just wanted inner peace. 
So what I naturally was doing was like, there goes the thoughts which were pulling me out of this moment, the beliefs, and I'll just come back to being aware of the body. So it's like the power of now, of we're just right here with the body. And when I was talking to Dr. Mate, because my doctors in Philadelphia could not explain me, but I talked to him and he just asked me some questions. Then he just looked at me and says, oh, you stop believing your mind. You stop believing your stories. And at that point, I just was really found my own intuitive voice. And that's what I said, over 16 months, I got off all the medications. I was taking 13 pills a day, a daily injectable. Um, I had a cane, a cooling vest, because anything above 70 degrees or about 20 degrees Celsius, my body would start to shut down. So I had to wear cooling packs for that. Um, that's terrible. And that's terrible. I mean, like, what, 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 this, what, at what point did you, did you realize that things are getting better? I mean, what, what, what was it that you, that, that turned the, the script the other way? Well, as soon as I realized, you know, that I had thoughts, but I wasn't my thoughts was the first self realization. Then the next question was, then who am I? And once I heard that voice or that intuitive voice say perfect spirit, like all sense of fear just simply went away. I knew it was all over at that point. I just, so I can explain, I just had this deep, deep knowing that all is well. So over the course of 16 months, I started to taper off all the medicine, the yoga to regain my balance. Because that was one of the things that came up was, because intuitive voices always do this, do that. And one day it was like, do yoga. I just had an insight to go do yoga. So I did that. Once I began my yoga practice, six months later, I didn't need the cane anymore. Um, and that night when I did hear that voice, I started to taper my medicine. Well, one, one of the 13, I just dropped a quarter dosage and I just started in that routine. Then it just got quicker and quicker as I went through it. So that's what I said, within 16 months, it was all gone. My doctors can't explain it. Just following my own intu intuition. And, and I mean, okay, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to understand. I am trying to quantify this because it's a massive claim that you're making. And I guess, uh, what what what's what's your meal? What's your diet looking like at this point in time? What are you eating? Well, even at that point, my diet didn't really change much at that time. My really my diet really didn't change a whole lot. I just really got rid of the caffeine, drank more water, less meat, more vegetables. But that was about it. My diet wasn't really huge. It was really the mindset was that big for me. And it was just that sense of knowing. And that's why I tell people that you live in your body. You know it the best. But we can just listen to our own voice, our own wisdom, our own you know, consciousness that's connected to all that is. And we can Google these things. You know, there's people that reverse multiple sclerosis. I'm not the only one out there. People have reversed bipolar. I'm not the only one out there. You can, and there's been studies on psoriasis that migraine has been proven to clear psoriasis. And once the psoriasis goes away, then it doesn't get into the joints anymore. So it takes care of the, the psoriatic arthritis. And then the migraines, once you get rid of that stress, the worry, the anxiety, that's like one of the triggers for that. Once that goes away, the migraines naturally follow along with it. So what I did was nothing special. There's other humans that did that as well. And that's why I really want to convey to people that I'm not special. I'm human just like you. You're all perfect spirit. And if you just can get rid of this head trash, this noise, and listen to your own insights, your own wisdom, 
then then okay, the bike so, is back into homeostasis. Okay, so let me just kind of break it down. You, you, the the bipolar. I mean, what's the what's the definition of bipolar? It's like manic mood swings from the Google right. definition. I, I can't even I can't even fathom or I can't I can't intellectualize what the under, what the idea of bipolar is. Is it one day I'm happy, one day I'm sad? Isn't that the but isn't that the essence of life? Like is aren't we all as human beings just meant to be we we're meant to push through we're meant to we're meant to embrace the negative of life. Not every day is going to be positive. When we're presented with a challenge, that's the universe telling us, hey, are you strong enough? Are you mentally um applicable enough to get through this challenge and if you are on the other side of that challenge is growth is self growth is self development that's that's what's on the other side of that challenge so i kind of went off on a bit of a tangent there but back to my original question bipolar what is bipolar your definition yeah, so of bipolar it, it is a mood disorder in my own case i was a rapid cycler Bipolar mean I go from really highs to really lows. Typical moods are you get a little high, a little low, but bipolar has greater mood swings, you could say. Because when I was in my 20s, I was extremely depressed, very suicidal attempts, because it's almost like your your thoughts are on overdrive. They're really like, most humans have like 60 to 1,000, 100,000 thoughts. They did studies. But it seems like a bipolar mind is even more hyped up and even more focused on. Okay, wait, can I just stop you there? What does that mean, though? Hyped up, like this is where this is why I'm so big into meditation because meditation is all about oh, yes, just relax. Exactly. Just that's what meditation is, and this is why my YouTube channel is all about promoting meditation because yep. I, 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 I'm not a doctor, I'm not an expert, but I can tell you right now that the mind will eat will eat you. The mind will eat you if you allow it to. And right. that's what know. it did for me. It did eat me. That seems like the bipolar brain, if you will, just has even more thoughts, more overwhelm. So I was like a really shy, introverted type kid, but it was an undiagnosed bipolar through high school. So I would go from this really shy, mild manner kid to somebody that would argue with the whole class over nothing. But these really wild mood swings during school. So they and there was no help coming for me at the time, you know. Like one time, I got sent to the principal because I was acting out, and he just basically put us on drugs. I said no, and he sent me back to class. That was it. <laughs> That's um, yeah, it's uh, it's a it's it's a really <laughs> crazy experience. Like I mean, and I mean, what about your multiple sclerosis? What's what's the definition of of is that like the the nerves attacking themselves or, or something like that? Well, it's it's the it's the erosion of the myelin sheath in the brain. So the brain gets like short circuited, if you will. It goes through the whole nervous system. You think it's like a short circuits. Also, if you're adding a lot of heat to it, it causes the body to shut down, causes more short circuits, and the last time I had scans, there was like no signs of it. It was just, uh, it's just one of those things. And yeah, that's what I'm just seeing that, that what I, you can't really quantify. My neurologist tried to quantify what I did and there's no, there's nothing you can quantify. You know, when you get into this meditative state and you're without the stress, the stress alone, if you can reduce stress alone and all that cortisol going through the body, the body can start to take care of itself, start to mend, start to heal. 
okay. I'm not going to try and quantify it anymore. Get rid of the rational brain. You know, we, we, we're trying to think too much. We're trying to understand too much. Let's just go with the flow. We're going to go with the flow at the moment. And we're going to... Uh, so you, you, you're healed. You're, you're a new person now. You, you've got a pep in your step. And what's your mission at the moment? What's your, what, what's your purpose? What's your, where, are your, where are your goals? Because I can see you've got Head Trash Anonymous... I've got the website up the top, headtrashanonymous.org, if anyone wants to visit that. I mean, wh wh where's the mission taking you now? So the mission really is with Head Trash Anonymous is to help people get rid of this head trash. Like, so mostly, uh, what I see is that you know, our, our addiction to our thoughts is the most dangerous problem we have because the mind can destroy you. And addiction to all those thoughts is the head trash, all that worry, the not good enough beliefs, all that stress, anxiety, that's all the head trash. It just needs to be thrown out because it's just making your life very difficult in all areas from health to relationships to careers to finances. It's impacting every aspect of life. So we need to get rid of this head trash and see that the only, only limitations we have are, are mental. It's just like if we practice at anything, we can get good at it. We can build the skills, but the mind will try to shut you down even before you even attempt to build the skills. Because mind will project saying, oh, you can never do that. You're not deserving of that. You're not worthy of that. Uh, so I want to help you get rid of all this stuff, you know, through like meditation. But for me, like I never. But do you think me, you can I get was, rid of it? Was, sorry, to cut, sorry to cut you off there. Do you, do you think you can, that you can de uh, indefinitely get rid of those thoughts? Because I think, uh, I think just from my own personal experience i mean i'm still young i'm not that i'm not that wise i'm not that old but i i still think like uh going through tough times is is inevitable you're always going to be going through tough times so is it about getting rid of that or embracing it like that's that's the kind of the clarification that i'm, that well, I'm seeking for 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 me personally my mind's a lot quieter today my, my mind's a lot quieter and every day i do have my practice you know i call it like the daily mental shower we take a physical shower but we take this mental shower just to see what opinions beliefs that you picked up that aren't serving you that need to be cleared out and taken away their power so the thoughts are still there but you're not attached to them you're not giving them power you're not giving them strength you're not being identified with them but they come by before, you know, before like a meditation practice, the mind will drag you all over the place. But as you begin to practice and start learning, then the mind pulls you, then you can bring yourself back. But eventually it's just habit to be here, be here, be here. It can just pull you around. And when you just notice like, oh, I'm thinking again, I'm obsessing. Let me come back to where are my feet? Where are my hands? Where am I sitting? What am I touching? Yeah. That's a beautiful experience, and I'm sure. It, I know once the once the mind is void of all thought, that's the true spiritual experience, and that's the true experience that I think most monks and most Buddhists are, are after. This 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 feeling of void, this feeling of hey, I've got no thoughts now. I'm in this empty space, and that's where the magic really happens. That's where the 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 power of meditation is. And to add to that point, it's almost as if if you can carry that, if you can carry that um, Zen state into your normal day life, that's where the power is. That's where uh, you know that's that that's that's very powerful state to be in. 
Right. So. Exactly. So that's why I try to get people into that. So I, I do things like my circles and I just really get lead people into this place of peace so they can really experience that and maybe create an anchor so that they know what, what the mind thinking feels like versus to this place of quiet and peace. And then from there, once you're in quiet and peace, then that is where the magic happens. That's where you can start to hear your intuitive voice, your insights, because they're always there, but they're usually just whispering when the mind is constantly very loud and you can't hear it. And it's also those cases too, where you have the insights, those aha moments, but the mind convincing you to go to a different direction. Then you look back and say, oh, I should have yes. done it differently. I could have done this way. Yes, yes, yes. I've had those so many times where, I mean, much like yourself, like I, I just left my job. I was working in the office and um, I guess the idea is it's all, it's very statistic driven. It's very numbers driven and there's no room for creativity. There's no room to be in that intuitive space. And I love to be in that intuitive space because it's a space of creativity and joy and pleasure. And can you speak into that? Like what, uh, why do we, why do we not follow that intuitive space? What, what, why don't we listen to it more? Because well, usually we think we're overthinking things. We're trying to quantify things. We're trying to logic things out. And this intuitive voice doesn't follow, you know, logic, the natural laws of science, physics. It doesn't follow any of that. So the mind's constantly questioning yourself. And we're always taught to, to question ourselves, to not trust ourselves. And we lose that ability. We think the knowledgeable ones are outside of us. Like for me, I gave all my power to my doctors. You know, uh, these, my six doctors know what's best for me, but all I end up doing is taking more medicine and I was getting sicker and sicker, that they weren't helping me. They were just making me worse. So once I gained my own power back and took that back, then things really started to move very quickly for me. I mean, within 16 months, everything was gone. Yeah, I think there are bad doctors. I, 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 like, I, that's, a, that's, that's a, for lack of a better word, I think there are maybe more experienced doctors i'm going to put it that way i'm going to rephrase it um less experienced and more experienced and i think that the the less experienced ones are, are probably pushing the pushing the easy fix or trying to quantify over quantify whereas the the others are trying to really help and trying to really diagnose the root cause so i guess i don't want to shun all medicine and say we have to just start meditating but um keeping in mind that meditation is so powerful and it is so healthy and beneficial for the mind for the spirit for the soul yeah this was come to mind but these bad doctors like my psychiatrist for example he was an excellent doctor he was really re world renowned all these publications all these studies really world renowned but he never once said to me hey you have all these thoughts. Why are you taking them as a truth? Have you ever tried meditation, yoga? It was nothing suggested like that. It was always like, yeah. here's another pill. Here's another medicine. So this is this really world-renowned doctor who's not like suggesting meditation or yoga or any kind of alternative path. It's just mm. all medicine. It's just like, here, take this, take that. Well, if you, if I guess it's it's interesting because if you go back to the root of this education system, these doctors are taught a certain way, a certain method, and then if you actually analyze that method under the microscope, uh, um, 
I mean, is the method the most efficient? And then if you kind of take into that the east uh, eastern practice eastern practices like Chinese medicine and and all those things. And I'm not sure. I'm sure there's studies. I'm sure I'm just making this up and fluffing it out a little bit at the moment. But um, it's uh, what I'm trying to say is that I guess the East has a lot of answers for our Western problems. The eat like such as meditation and such as Chinese medicine or or uh, acupuncture and and all these things. Uh, mm-hmm. it, maybe it's not a hundred percent cure, but it's 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 it could be a potential remedy for these for these things. Right. Yeah. There's a definitely potential remedies for a lot of things down the East, but unfortunately I think we're really wrapped into medicines here in the Western society and all the pharmaceuticals and all the advertising that we see, it starts adding to the head trash that we need these ingredients and it just adds to the noise as opposed to listening and trusting ourselves. It's also you know, programming that we get here. And I'm gonna switch gears, switch topics at the moment. And I hear that you you've personally met Brad Pitt. Yes, uh, when I was dealing with my uh, bipolar days back in the '90s, um, I was tapped by my doctor as one of the people to be interviewed by Brad Pitt. So for the movie Twelve Monkeys. So I was actually on set one day role playing with Brad Pitt. The scene I remember specifically when he's touring the mental ward with Bruce Willis, we were going through that scene together and tell him the mannerisms and the way I would perceive it. And I see a lot of myself in that movie. It's hard to believe, but 12 Monkeys, the psychiatrist, you know, the, the mental facility tour, there's a lot of me in that scene. And when I look back at it, it seems so real because I'm in such a different place today. What's he like? He's extremely nice. He's a really nice guy. When I met him, he was obviously a lot younger. He just finished another movie, so it was 12 Monkeys. So um, he was a really nice guy, really down to earth. He walked into the room with like a stack of three by five cards with all these script lines, and he would read them. And it's like, how would you portray this? How would you do this? How would you do this? So he's really into his craft. Really into his craft. Yeah, I couldn't imagine what it's like to be a, a celebrity or, or an actor like that. It's just, I think it would be mind-boggling because you can't walk anywhere. You can't be in the public eye. It, it would be a very weird, weird experience, I think. Yeah I, yeah, I know when he was in Philadelphia, he had like two or three doubles, if you will, trying to cause distractions in various parts of the city so he wouldn't be left alone. Yeah, I can imagine like someone like Brad Pitt. He's like at the top of the the acting food chain. Like he is so popular that people would throw themselves at him. Like uh, I know women would. That's for sure. Um, so that would be pretty overwhelming. Being in that in that every five minutes or every minute, someone coming up to you. Can I get an autograph? Can I get a picture? You know that would be so overwhelming. Um, yeah, but when I met him, it was extremely nice. Got a photo with him. And we yeah. Able to, it wasn't really actually like, talked to him on like on a personal level, but it was all about going through the scripts and and things like that. Because like the executive, the, the uh, one of the producers was there and keeping things on schedule and track. Because there was like a few of us in the room, but I was only one, you know, crazy enough to actually stand up and role play with him. That's cool. But what was the role play? Do you, do you what, what was the specific scene? Well, I was role playing that scene when he was touring the psych ward. 
So like, there's a chair over here, there's this over here, and we would just go through the scene. Like you're really obsessed with your chair. So if anybody sits in your chair, you, you jump on them, you really sort of attack them. And you see that in that scene where he goes through that and how he saying, you know, we talk about the different stuff in the facility and just going through that. Are you in the movie? No, not in the movie. Not in the movie. Just one of the people that he interviewed. My doctor's listed in the credits, but I'm not. Because I, I guess I can't because of HIPAA, because of HIPAA rules that they, we have in the U.S. You can't disclose things like that. Okay. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool story. And I also hear that you, I think you've got a ghost in the back of your camera. Um, I, I, I heard um, that you're into ghosts as well. Oh, yeah. I have all sorts of, ex I can't, this is, my world is surreal today. It's the best way I can explain it. Here I was a 22 guy, 20 years in IT, dealing with all these health elements. Didn't really know much about the spiritual side, meditation, none of that. When I healed myself, then all these gifts came online, if you will. So I have experience with spirits and then crossing them over. I, I've had that experience. I have experience of talking to deceased loved ones. That's part of it as well. It's like everything's there that we're all this one perfect spirit, this one consciousness. If we can get out of this, then we can tune into all that is, if you will. We can, we can tune in and see what's going on. Yeah, I... What am I trying to say? I'm trying to put too many things into words now. Um, the intu yeah, the intuitive mind is a scary place for. I think it's 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 scary for some because being in the rational brain is their identity. Is is people make a living out of being in the rational brain? Their job is based in being the rational brain, and I think it's so hard to just trust that word trust. Mm -hmm. I think it's just it's scary for people to just trust the universe yeah it's a big sense of trust because we're always taught not to trust ourselves that we don't really know what's best for us and we put these people on the pedestals the knowledgeable ones that they know what's better for us at political figures we think they know what's best for us and all this stuff and it's not the case if we all we're all at peace with ourselves and let that ripple out into the world the world would be a much different place but there's too much separation but people got more into meditation, these relaxation practices, realizing they're not separate, that they are part of this one, one energy, this one consciousness. One consciousness. And have you had any crazy stories or outlandish stories regarding your meditation experience? Or anything well, that's saying paranormal that's happened to you? Well, it's, it's really unusual. When I get into my space, things will, will happen. You know, sometimes I can hear people walking around in a room that obviously aren't here. Electronics won't work. Uh, but the most interesting experience that I had on the paranormal would be over going over to a, an old girlfriend's house. For some, you know, when I was over there, like her dogs never went into the basement. The dogs would just completely avoid the basement. They would, these are decent sized dogs. They would get to the stop, top of the step. They would just look down. They wouldn't go any further. So when I went down there one day, I was like, ah, oh, there's a doctor down living down here in the basement. Because they were down the street from Penhurst, an old mental institution in, in Pennsylvania. And they did some really awful things to children there. 
So one of the doctors, I guess, felt remorse or whatever, and he was stuck in the living in the basement. So I actually had a I actually had a conversation with him for like five or ten minutes to get him to move on to the light, if you will. Then after I got him to move on, the dogs went flying down the basement like it was a new discovery, and they just absolutely loved the basement after that day. They love the basement. Wow. Okay. That was like one of my most outlandish paranormal stories I can give you. And also, you know, after an accident scene, seeing the victim being stuck on the side of the road and moving her on. Wait, say that again. You you saw an axe. Well, no, there was a there was an accident. When I was going to when I was working the corporate job before I, I quit that. So I was going to a corporate job. There was a really big accident. So when I was coming home, uh, it was right before, it was right, right the location was re really close to my yoga studio. So I went back to do yoga that night. I was just my, in my meditation, and I felt myself being um, pulled to this scene of the accident, so like an astral travel, if you will, to this location. And then when I got there, I saw this woman standing by the side of the road. I was like, oh, so I had a conversation with her and then moved her on. And have My you... world does not make sense. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, uh, and I mean, in terms of astral projection, can you speak any anything into that? It's my, been my only experience with that, where I was just sitting in meditation for yoga after yoga class, of sitting in meditation, and it was just, you know, just feel myself being pulled to a location, and seeing what was unfolding and moving on. And we have to realize it doesn't make any sense, but we're all part of this one connection. If we can get rid of the mind and the constraints of the mind, then all of our gifts are there for everyone. Even you, Kristen, have all these psychic gifts that you're probably not even aware of. Uh, I know some weird things go on. I know. Look, put it this way. Uh, there's some inexplainable or irrational events that happen in life coincidences if you will you can call them coincidences um that yeah i mean that just don't make logical any logical sense but they but for some reason they they happen and yeah i think i think there's more to the world than what we perceive than what our five senses perceive and there's more to the world than what science and the rational brain can can understand uh i can't speak too much into it i'm not an expert but uh, I definitely realize that life is a, a crazy place. It is, it is a crazy, crazy place. Yeah, the human experience is, is a lot of challenges. Everyone's going to face you know, trauma and pain during some point of their life. So it is very difficult to be a human and trying to figure things out and trying to understand the world. But if we get to this deeper place and just live in a place of trust, then these, you know, this harmony just happens with these coincidences because there's really no coincidences. There's really no mistakes in the universe. Things are unfolding in ways we can never understand. Absolutely. Yeah. What's the, um, and you, you've also written, um, you've also written a few books as well. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah. How did, how, what's the experience like being writing these books for you? Well, well, for, for after I healed myself, people were asking me what I did, what I did. They were encouraging me to write a book. So I wrote the book. I found a publisher who published the book for me. So I actually had a, a traditional book contract. 
but that publisher went out of business. So now I give away the first book, the, the PDF of a book, but give that away in my Facebook group, Head Trash Anonymous Global Chapter, because my ultimate goal is to have Head Trash, Head Trash Anonymous groups throughout the world, sort of like a life support group. So if you're dealing with, you know, like all this stress, all this worry, all this anxiety, it's probably like your local meditation group. Like, how do we get rid of this? What's the process to get rid of all this stuff that isn't serving us? So I have the global chapter on Facebook. And then every day I'm sharing videos in there. I create a video every day for that group and, um, and on YouTube. And I just constantly sharing content. So I give away the first book which talks about, you know, I don't dwell. Like I was constantly dwelling on what else is going to go wrong. So when I stopped dwelling in all my thoughts, you know, the things magically changed. The second book was all breaking the negative thought addiction. You know, how do we actually stop all of this? And the third book I'm kind of working on now is the five-minute cure, the five-minute process I use to get rid of all this stuff. But people think it's like really complicated because I'm in some of these healing groups where they're sitting for like a half hour a day, an hour a day, maybe two, three hours a day. And they're just spending months, some are spending years in this long of meditation, and they're not seeing any results. So I look at that and say, okay, what's going on with them? And I sit there, then they start to have these routines, these rituals, these habits that aren't serving them. So I sort of pull away all that stuff and just, because my practice was, is kind of difficult for some people. Yeah. So, so you're kind of getting to the you're getting you're getting to the core of 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 the uh, of the essence of that person, um, and and sorry to cut you off there. Look, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a commercial break, and um, we'll, we'll come back and uh, we'll end the we'll end the show on some rapid fire questions. So um, I'll, we'll come back after the after the commercial break. Hey you, yeah you, are you sick and tired of adjusting settings and trying to organize your live stream? Leave it with a professional. My services include integrating Zoom, Microsoft Teams, or any software into OBS, installing a script for great overlays and images. I can set up your RTMP streaming key, coach you towards a great live stream experience, and provide specific advice on microphone filters in OBS or general advice on which camera to use and background adjustments. So why are you waiting around for? Send me a message and let's organize to connect using TeamViewer and I can organize your live stream now. Alrighty, we are now back and I thought we would end the end the show on some rapid fire questions. Rapid fire questions. Alright, so the aim of this game is I'm just going to shoot out some questions. Um, you can either take as much time to answer them or you can just quickly dot, 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 just spit them out. So, are you ready to play, Sam? Sure, why not? It's all good. <laughs> all is well. No matter what the mind thinks, all is well. Yes. Coffee or tea? Tea. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Pineapple on pizza? No. Oh, bit of controversy. Uh, avocado on pizza. No. Okay. What's the weirdest thing in your refrigerator? Weirdest thing in my refrigerator? There's nothing weird in it. Maybe yogurt. I don't know. There's really nothing weird in it. I don't. I don't do weird foods. Okay. 
we're gonna go yogurt. Yogurt's we're gonna lock in yogurt for the answer. All right, now we're gonna we're gonna finish off this this interview with a very deep and philosophical question. Drum roll. Would you rather more time or more money? Actually, time, because time is finite. My money is infinite. There's infinite abundance in the universe. We're only given a finite amount of time within this body. Great answer. Money, like is, uh, money is an unlimited resource. It's renewable. It's constantly flowing in and out. Time is not. Great Once answer. a second is gone, it's gone forever. And before we end the show, how can people connect with you? How can people get in touch with you? Well, they can find me on the headtrashanonymous.org site you have listed there on the screen. They can also find me on YouTube as Sam the Miracle Man. I share daily videos there. Now, somebody encouraged me to do TikTok. So now I'm on TikTok oh, as Sam the Miracle oh, Man for my 15 geez. second to 20 second videos, my little nuggets of the day. Oh, and um, Kill the attention span. We're killing the attention span. We're making. Well, I'm just trying to get. Yeah, I know. We, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But we we killed the the patience with the invention of the microwave. It's really the microwave that changed right. society. Yes. Right. Yes. Absolutely. It's that instant gratification that we got from that microwave, and it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, Sam, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Guys, do not forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Do not forget to put a comment in. If, the, if you resonated with any of this information that we presented today, please share it with your family, your friends, and peace and love to you guys. All the best.